Hi guys, welcome back to another Thrive Q&A. My favorite time of the week. Honestly, I feel like these are so helpful and so useful for people because it gives them a little bit more context. For everyone who has checked in last week for your first check-in, we're two weeks down now, um, another four to go. I have replied to everyone via the check-ins and if anyone has any other things or questions, pop it in the group and I will always answer here. Um, yeah that's the best way unless it's a personal question as i've said before then you can obviously contact me um but the best way to contact me is via the group so that i can get your questions out and help everyone um going forward so we set our intentions this week the week is already flying i'm obsessed with everyone's intentions i thought it was a good way to put it out there because obviously we do our wednesday wins and um, which are amazing but sometimes there's always like one or two people who might feel in the background like oh they got lost or whatever so that's why i made it i went on my way this week and i was like listen if there's anyone sitting in the background maybe being like oh my god you know it's not really thriving for me at the minute um how do i get back there and i was like look even if you haven't done the first two weeks and you've signed on to this program and you're ready for the next four, let's do the last four. Let's do it together. Like we pick up where we left off. We keep relate. And I'm obsessed because I feel like everyone is kind of understanding what I'm saying about keep relate and like stop stopping. The more we do that and the more we practice it like a muscle, the more we will get quicker at getting back on it, even when we have a weekend off. Okay. So let's get straight into it. We've got a good few questions to go over now going forward. So the first one is, um, is it bad to eat late, right? And this came from somebody who was saying that they have to um, eat at like nine or 10 p.m. at night and because of their shift, right? No, what I will say is no, it's definitely not bad, right? When it comes to a calorie deficit, all that matters is that on average, you are eating slightly less than you are basically burning by being alive, right? By your daily activity. You want to essentially be um, eating a slightly deficit over time okay so it does not matter what time of the day even though fucking online is going to tell you like oh my god if you eat at 10 p.m like you're gonna just it's not gonna work that's pure bullshit it does not matter as long as on average you are sticking within your deficit now don't get me wrong it might impact for example your sleep and it might have smaller impacts elsewhere um, and it could even because you're eating a little bit later mean that the next day on your scales they're a little bit higher because you ate a little bit later right but if that's your routine, that's all you know, you're not going to even notice the difference on the scales because that's literally what your normality is. If somebody randomly eats kind of late in the evening and doesn't normally and then steps on the scale the next day, they might like, might be like, what the fuck happened? But really what it was is that they ate like two or three hours after they normally would have ate and they seen a difference on the scales just because they... um are holding on to maybe a little bit more water weight and it takes obviously a little bit longer for them to digest etc so those things are just things to bear in mind it is not bad to eat late i ha i did shift work for years i was not eating after my shifts till at least 8 45 9 o'clock in the evenings when i played football i was not eating till like half 10 at night now don't get me wrong is that ideal and in an ideal world would i eat at 6 p.m or 7 p.m in my normal routine yeah in an ideal world but that's not and i you know that's not practical the other option is for me not to eat at all and that's not good either so it's about like not freaking out and not panicking about you know what is the optimal and it's about what's the best for you and getting into a routine and eating at that time of night if that's what's okay for you then that's okay if you have the opportunity to maybe not eat right before bed i would say that probably will give you a better chance to fall asleep a little bit quicker because obviously when we eat food and stuff our blood sugar spikes and stuff so it might mean that it impacts your sleep a little bit later so you might want to bear things like that in mind but if you cannot control that then 
eating at that time of the night is fine. Okay, so don't freak about that. And um, the other thing was, what is my opinion on calorie counted meals? So somebody was basically saying, and this is one thing I want to get across as well, um, was saying that they have like a really busy week at work. They're not able to like, you know, maybe like cook at home or don't have the consistency of their kitchen, right? But if you know something like that's coming up, what is the difference in you walking into the shop, buying a calorie counted meal versus you meal prepping beforehand? You're, you're eating the same things out of like, a meal prep box right so there's no difference there it's going to save you money and it's also going to be more in line with your goals so bear things like that in mind like sometimes people are like I don't have time to eat that but really eating it is not the thing that takes more time because it takes the same amount of time to eat a chocolate bar as it does a piece of fruit probably actually take you a wee bit longer to eat the piece of fruit which is actually not a bad thing because I'm talking seconds here because it'll obviously then your hunger cues will be like oh actually I'm full and etc etc all that jazz but yeah, I would bear that in mind. Now, what's my opinion on calorie counted meals? They have a place, right? They all have a place. Everything has a place in your diet. Are they obviously maybe got some things in it that make them last longer, etc.? Like, yes, probably. Um, and also what I would say is they're calorie counted, but they're inaccurate. Like they're 100% inaccurate. They're not weighing out every single gram of everything that's going into them. They are like eating out in a restaurant essentially, but bear that in mind. I'm not saying that they're really inaccurate. Everything's inaccurate by the way, like, and it's the beauty of inaccuracies, but like they definitely have a purpose and if if you are in a situation where you're like well do i eat this or do i not eat it at all no eat that like that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying if you can plan beforehand and you know what's going to happen then i would prefer you to prep and you would be better off prepping because you'll save yourself um money in the long run and you'll be more in alignment with your goals and you'll feel fuller because quite often do you ever see them we meal preps right i'm not shitting on meal preps by the way right especially the ones that are maybe like from meal prep companies they have a time and a place, right? First of all, I just think they're quite expensive. And for me to turn around and be like, yeah, get them. That's just really not fair on people who maybe can't afford them. I literally would not be able to afford, I would probably, okay, fair enough. Like I probably could afford them, but like, that's just not a good use of money for me. For other people that might be a really good use of money. Like some people might be like, I literally don't have the time to cook and I know I'm not gonna cook. So for me, this is healthy. And I'm not saying they're wildly expensive, but they are more expensive than you going and doing it yourself. And that's just the bottom line. They obviously are great because they're high in protein, they're like portion controlled, etc. But sometimes the portions are so small, you'd end up having to like, I've had them before and I've had to like add vegetables and stuff into them because they just don't fill you up enough. So bear those things in mind. Do I think they're the answer? No. Or do they have a place? Absolutely. So if that's all that you can get in and that's all you can fit in, etc., then go for it. But I wouldn't rely on them, especially the ones that are coming out of like, you know, like supermarkets of like low cal, 365 lasagna, whatever the fuck it is, you know, that kind of thing. I wouldn't rely on that. But like, if there may be a meal prep company, I would sway more to that. But also the goat would be you going ahead and doing it yourself. But they're not bad. Okay, they're not bad. Um, okay, next one, intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting. Okay, I did a video on this the other day, because somebody was like, I'm going to try intermittent fasting, but I don't know if it's good to dabble in and out of that, right? I'm not gonna lie, I don't think anyone can call intermittent fasting intermittent fasting unless you do it for like a period of time and actually genuinely do it. If you intermittent fast one day and then don't the next, I would literally just be like, well, actually you just eat a little bit later that day and you didn't the day before. Like going in and out of it isn't really a benefit to you. What your body loves is routine, right? We are routine creatures, we love it. We love getting up at the same time of the day. We love having breakfast at the same time. We quite often eat the same meals. We quite often brush our teeth the same way. We end up, you know, wearing the same clothes that we find handy and we like to wear. We are habit 
creatures of habit, not habits of creature. We're creatures of habit, right? So your body, the best thing for you to do is get into a routine because that helps your hunger regulation. So for example, if I was to like have a nine to five job and I found that if I had breakfast at seven, had lunch at one and had dinner at six was my normal routine. I'm better off carrying that throughout, right? And then what happens at the weekend is most people don't keep any sort of routine at all. And I'm not saying it has to be again, seven, one and six. I'm just saying, because there's no routine at all, you end up feeling like, oh, you didn't eat for hours and hours and hours, and then you do eat and then you overeat because your body's not used to it. It doesn't know it's hunger cues, etc. No, there's obviously flexibility there. I'm not saying that you need to eat the same time every single day, but what your body does like is routine. So if you're going to go with intermittent fasting, by the way, intermittent fasting is literally eating within a certain window of the day. There is research out there that says that intermittent fasting helps people with fat loss but it's actually the behavior of intermittent fasting that helps people with fat loss than actually intermittent fasting itself ultimately if you're eating in a calorie deficit and you eat 24 hours of the day it doesn't matter versus you only eating six hours of the day it depends on the amount of calories going into your body um for the fat loss to occur okay so bear that in mind it doesn't really matter but it might help you regulate your hunger by pushing your meal back later in the day and working for you if anyone out there is listening to this and has maybe irregular periods or struggles a little bit with restrictive eating, I would not recommend intermittent fasting for the preface that it's adding an extra rule on your day that isn't necessary. Um, I don't personally practice intermittent fasting. I don't do any fasted workouts or cardio, but everyone knows from now from me banging on about it. I previously lost my diet when, or my, my diet, I previously lost my period, which now means I'm more susceptible to losing it again. Um, so I eat every time before I work out, I eat in the mornings because that is just what works for me because of my cortisol levels, etc. Now everyone's different. I'm not saying you're gonna go and lose your period. No, I'm not. And I'm not saying that intermittent fasting is bad, but it's not essential, okay? I hope that, that answers that question. Okay, also want to point out that most research on the anything that I'm talking about quite often, majority of research is done on men. So all of that information that was like cravaging the internet, that's not even a word to cravaging. What, like what is what am, what am I even trying to say guys um that the all that information that was like spread out all over the internet about intermittent fasting was predominantly researched on on men because of the whole thing that females first of all are like primary caregivers females are not represented very much in research especially only until like recent years um and it's because a we've got a cycle which means that we are not like dependable aka our hormones fluctuate the whole time but yeah that is dependable because that's what we are and also because we're primary caregivers majority of the um research and stuff was held during the day where like women were not able to go to the research all it like this is so fucking backward by the way but i'm just telling you the reasons why we're not included in research and also because of our risk of pregnancy due to the ethics of research trials etc that's why we're not included because women have a risk of pregnancy and they quite commonly won't do it on people who they think are going to get pregnant so that's why we are eliminated from all of these things because basically <laughs> they're they're just again pushing women down but anyway it's getting better and the research is getting better but women are not many men and so remember all the research to support that is towards men we are completely different um, and we have a different sensitivity to different things and towards our hormones so bear that in mind as well but listen, if you want to give it a go, you do you boo. Um, okay, steps. Are steps, so say you've got a goal of 10,000 steps. Does it matter if it's an average or does it matter if it's every day? It matters about averages. 
all of your life is about averages you are the average of what you do up until this point so i am literally the average of what i've done for the past 25 years right and that's also quite powerful because that also reminds you that just because one day is shit it doesn't matter because you've got the next day that can bring it back up or the next week, which on average is predominantly better. You are a result of the averages that you do. So say for one day you edit maintenance, but for the rest of the week you were in a calorie deficit, you would still be in a calorie deficit. It would just be a little bit less, but you're still in one. The same with your steps. If you did 12,000 one day and 8,000 the other day and your goal is 10,000 a day, you did do 10,000 a day on average. So this is going to work to the favor of a lot of people. And I know some people were saying there that some days they can't get it in, but they can get it in and more in others. So that's why I was saying, right, what we want for you is for you to work on averages. Again, routine is better, right? Because realistically, if I was like, oh, well, sure, there's no point. I'll go and get 60,000 steps at the weekend. Some people will get into that mindset being like, well, I only need to do eight today, so I'll not bother. But I'm talking about the people who genuinely physically can't get it in because maybe they're getting up, they're getting in their car, they're driving to work, they're coming back and they've got something on that evening and they can't get out for their walk, etc. Like there's genuinely not really an opportunity for them to get their steps in there. Then I would say work on averages. That's the better thing to do. You've got 70,000 steps at the end of the week. So that means you can use it to your advantage. The same thing with your calories, right? That's what calorie cycling is that I've been talking about in the last few seconds. Um, podcast is on average like you could just strip your calories down a little bit by like 200 a day Monday to Friday giving you more leniency at the weekend because you are an average of what you do so on average through the week you will see that you are in a calorie deficit so it's the exact same thing so yes steps are on average so you can work on averages if there's people out there who are hitting their 10,000 steps a day, I would not really recommend to skew with that. But if there is one day that you, you know, miss them or you get more and you want to have a little more of a relaxed day the next day, you can absolutely do that. But like I said, the better thing is routine. Um, but I've had to do that before where I would be like, okay, last night, like, for example, I got eight, like, I'm trying to get 10,000. I got 8,500. Um, so I'm like, right, okay, today I'm going to get 11,500 because I know I've got more time today to get them in so that's kind of how you can work out as well okay use it to your advantage but don't leave it to the end of the week because we all know that when we do that we never do it um okay oh my god guys no we're doing well we're doing well we're 15 minutes in um okay if you find an exercise difficult should you stop or should you keep going you should keep going um you should keep going for sure unless there's and I've asked people this before it's like I want you to try it before you tell me it's difficult and if there's a point where it's difficult, but you're able to do it, what we're going to do is progress it over the next six weeks. I don't go into the gym and be like, that's easy. There's not one thing I do in there that's easy, unless I'm having a day where I'm like, I just have to do, you know, lift a little bit lighter. Nothing that you do in there is easy and everyone has to start somewhere. So everything's going to seem hard at the start. I do skills now, especially right for context. I'll give an example. I do calisthenic style workouts now, right? It's a lot of body weight, a lot of like hybrid between the body weight of crossfit forward slash gymnastics it's really hard and i'm not i'm not flexible i'm not mobile i am a quite a strong individual because i prioritize weight training for a very long period of time but what i do now is is really really hard and sometimes it can be like demotivating at the start but it's about knowing that it's hard and then over time the more you practice it the easier it gets so if you can do it and it's hard keep doing it and you will get it will get easier and you because you get better it's not that it gets easier it's that you get better at it so that's a beautiful thing to learn is that like 
just because something is hard, especially at the start, like, so even when people are starting to like track their food or maybe like, you know, gain a little bit of weight or they don't know what to do, they expect it to just fall into place in the first week. No, you need to learn these things. You need to find out what works for you. You need to try, you need to practice, and then it gets easy. I went through the entire process myself before. I'm still going through it in different ways. And that's how life works. You don't just stop things because they're hard. Now, there might be things that you're like, that's actually just maybe a few steps too far for me right now. And I'm back down here. Can we regress it? And for those people and those exercises, I've talked to them and I've said, yeah, yeah, okay, like let's change it to this. And we've done that. But if there's something that's a little bit difficult, it should be difficult. You're supposed to try and work at it, you know? So it's a fine line. So don't stop, just keep her lit. Um, Oh yeah, okay. So the next question I did answer this in the check-in was basically, is like low sugar foods better or like for health I guess this was it wasn't it wasn't about calories obviously we know that things that are lower in calorie like low calorie and low sugar options are they better right I would first of all preface this with the majority of foods that are labeled like low sugar no caffeine etc etc they are they're processed foods so let's take coke as an example right you've got coke and you've got coke zero right coke has calories and coke zero has less calories so calorie deficit point of view you're better off drinking if you're going to drink it you're better off to drink the coke zero to get more bang for your buck right now coke is full of sugar coke zero is also pumped full of shit as well right they're both pumped full of shit essentially um and i say that as in they're pumped full of like artificial etc all out there jaws whatever i'm not going to get into it but is there a healthier one not really they're both not great like let's be realistic if we're gonna go for health here we're not gonna drink it if you're gonna go for something that gives you more bang for your buck calories wise go for the coke zero drinking like fizzy drinks etc for some people they might be like that's so we don't label food here but they might be like that's so like less nutrient dense you know that's really bad don't don't drink that whatever that's your own opinion but majority of people want to be able to enjoy coke and live their life you're not going to kill anyone by drinking a coke like there's nothing wrong with that if you really really like coke and you want to have one in your day like i'm not saying having i don't like this whole thing where people are just shoving like coke zero drink the lowest calorie drink the you know the lowest fat things no there's there's benefits to both but when it comes to things like gin and the, the examples they gave was coke and coke zero that's why i'm giving it and also uh tonic and slimline tonic neither of them are good because they're highly processed drinks but if you're going to go for one with your current goals in mind and whether it be for example a calorie deficit i would go for the lower one and if it's for a calorie surplus to gain some weight i would say well you could probably have the 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 normal coke because they're both yeah one's full of sugar and one's full of additives and and whatever but neither are healthy right neither are going to be really 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 good for you that's just the bottom line i hope that answers that question i don't know if it actually does um but yeah it's not always about like eating the lowest calorie and the lowest whatever the low fat there are things that yeah but trying to just constantly eating the lowest calorie and the lowest thing a lot of them foods like i said are highly processed so try and predominantly eat whole foods in your diet right try that one okay workout after a long day how do i get the motivation so for context this person drives to work and then it's an hour home and how do you have the motivation first of all sister i feel yeah i know what that's like it's not a vibe but at the end of the day we also have goals so what are we going to do are we going to wallow or are we going to do it sometimes you have to tell yourself that people who have discipline um are just people who have done it 
longer than you've done it that's all that that is they've gotten into the habit a little bit longer they show up on the days that they don't want to they adapt on the days they don't want to um and that's what discipline is so i will give you a better i'll give you a solution rather than be like yes fucking do it that's not helpful for you yes there is an element of just do it okay there's just there's an element of that but we know that you're going to do it so how can we make it easier for you what i would recommend is personally if i was that person i would meal prep beforehand i would meal prep in the weekend so that i know that i i come back late from uh school or whatever from work and um i'm going to go to the gym after and that i just want my food ready for when i'm there so i would meal prep it at the weekend so it's ready for me when i come back that means i also don't have to waste time cooking in the kitchen every single evening and that suits my lifestyle better that'll save you a ton of time and that'll be really really helpful for you even though you're like i don't want to do that that's actually going to buy you back so much time so when you get in from the gym in the evening you'll also have the food which will only take you what like 20 minutes to heat up and eat and then you have the evening to enjoy it yourself whereas if you're going to the gym in the evening and then you're like i have to go in to cook now and then i have to eat it and now it's 10 o'clock and i want to go on my phone i don't have any time to fit this all in make it easier for yourself and prepare beforehand the second thing is is i would change into your gym clothes on the way or before you leave work so that you know that like okay i've got the gym clothes on like i literally look at myself like i'm in the gym clothes i'm going to go now and then if you're really unmotivated and really don't want to go play Taylor Swift in the car. No, just kidding. I do do that though. I love some of her bangers. Um, tell yourself you're only going to go for five minutes. And after five minutes, if you feel like absolutely shit and you don't want to be there, then you can leave. Give yourself permission to leave. But t- nine times out of 10, you're not going to want to. You're going to want to stay there because you've made the effort to go. So that can also help you. So be prepared. Battle save you time and then it'll buy you time back. And also know that some days you just have to put the foot down and be like, well, listen, listen, what do you want? Do you want to get your goals? If you want to get your goals, you have to do something that you previously didn't do. And previously we would have skipped the gym, but now we don't. So hopefully that helps. Um, okay, next one. Does weight fluctuate daily? Yes, it does. Weight fluctuates daily, hourly, minutely etc etc weight fluctuates all of the time and people need to normalize this right it's not an excuse right because obviously if you're wanting to lose body fat right you want to see the scales primarily go down now there's other things that will come into play there for example like your time of the month and all that there and if you're somebody who resists trains and trains quite heavily right because if you're building muscle right you can't convert fat into muscle it's not that you go to the gym and you're trying to lose body fat so you convert it it's that you lose body fat while simultaneously building muscle at the same time right but if you're losing body fat so if you lose three pounds of body fat but gain three pounds of muscle the scale's not going to change so that's one thing to remember that people who are um what do you call it trying to lose body fat and build muscle at the same time predominantly people who are maybe in a little bit of a smaller physique will not see drastic changes on the scales as maybe somebody who is in a larger physique so bear that in mind as well and i've had to remind a few people of that before is you don't see the context behind some before and after pictures or not even before and after pictures but you know you when you see like a screenshot of somebody losing like 10 kg and you're like oh my god how did they do that but you don't actually know their starting point so for context they could have been like 110 kg and now they're 100 kg right so a lot of the time especially if you're a female and maybe you're like a little bit what do you call it shorter you might have genuinely needed to lose that body fat for health reasons right and the more you have the more you have to lose so you will lose more whereas if somebody is for example 
going from 60 to or 70 to 60 kilograms right that process is going to be a bit slower if you obviously take your time and do it healthily um and also it's not going to be the same process because you don't have as much to lose so bear those things in mind when people see those things right it's very different they might have gone from consuming like 4,000 calories a day to consuming 3,000 calories a day Whereas you're trying to go from consuming 2000 calories to 1000 calories, you're never going to be able to last that. So all those things are relative. So don't compare yourself to other people before. So also bear those things in mind. But yeah, coming back to the question, do your scale weight, does scale weight fluctuate daily? Absolutely, it does. Yes, it does. Um, so bear that in mind, because why it fluctuates is, first of all, have you gone for so I will tell you how the, the best way to, to weigh in. The best way to weigh in is to do the same thing consistently over time. If you can detach from the scales, the best thing to do is to weigh yourself first thing in the morning after you've gone to the toilet and before you've eaten any food. That's the most accurate point of day because that's something that you can do, right? Um, Accurately. Obviously, the best thing to do would be like, if you're gonna weigh with your pajamas on, wear the same pajamas the entire time because obviously pajamas weigh different things. Or if you're gonna weigh, just weigh in your ideally in your brand knickers and that's the best way, right? Because then you can be consistent on it. However, if you then do do that, right? And you can detach from the scales and be like, right, I can normalize the fact that it does go up every day and go down every day. But you wake up one day and you're a bit constipated. You haven't, you you literally physically weren't able to take a shit that morning. Um, and when I say go to the toilet, some people don't obviously take a shit in the morning. Some people just go to the, like go and pee, right? Even still, that that's better than not doing that. But if you normally do go for a shit and then you wake up, sorry for the word shit. But if you do wake up and you do go to the toilet and you don't go and do number two, what will happen is you're going to hold on to more. So because you haven't, you haven't, you haven't deposited of that weight, which the poo does weigh something. So if you haven't got rid of it, you're going to weigh either heavier or the same on the scales so what we want again is an average so that's why you should weigh every day ideally if you can and then take that divide it by seven and see the average weight and then see it trending down over time you will also hold on to your so say for example do you can do this right if, if you're at home you could weigh yourself in the morning and then weigh yourself like three times or four times throughout the day as you eat and you'll realize that you literally genuinely gain weight throughout the day but what you're gaining is obviously water you've drank tea and coffee you've drank food you've eaten etc it's not that you've gained weight you're just your body is obviously holding on to more and you haven't digested it and excreted it right that, that's that's literally what's happened so sometimes doing experiments like that would be like ah okay that makes so much sense like i understand it now other things that can make you hold on to more water weight is um depending on what you eat so carbs hold more per gram the molecules hold on to water right so they hold on to a few more water molecules per gram of a carbohydrate so say i think it's three so say like one gram of carb you hold on to like three water molecules etc right so the more carbs you eat the more water you hold on to so the scales go up is it fat no it's not so please don't say i'm not going to eat carbs right that's not what i'm saying here that's not fat that you were losing anyway it's water molecules so bear that in mind if you've eaten a big high carby meal before bedtime for example or before you weighed in then that's probably likely what's happened quite often as well people will weigh in on a monday after they've fucking been out all weekend and eating pizza and chinese and chips those foods are higher in carbs and higher in salts are also not the foods that you normally eat so you again hold on to more water weight more water molecules foods that are higher in salt will make you hold on to more water weight and um, dehydration can make you hold on to more water because basically you're 
body likes to stay at homeostasis it likes to be at a nice comfortable position so that can also make you the other things that can make you is your time of the month your period hormonal fluctuations etc etc can all make you hold on to water weight so yes your body will fluctuate daily um okay next one is water intake important yes because dehydration can cause you to hold on to more water water intake is important i would recommend there's no like ballpoint figure because your body will actually tell you where this is for yourself i like to be like okay does your urine look like you lucas eight sport or does it look kind of like more towards the color of water if it looks like lucas eight sport you're dehydrated and you need to drink more water that's why i would say to people the best thing to do, the best thing you can do is probably try and drink like a liter to a liter and a half a day. If you only drink one glass of water a day, picking up 500 mils is better than not. And then if you drink in 500 ml, try and go for a liter. So do this gradually over time. One fi- way I like to do it is to habit stack my water intake. So I would drink 500 mils with breakfast, 500 mils with dinner, uh, or sorry, lunch and 500 mils with dinner. And then basically I try and do it before I have the meal. So if I haven't, if I'm making my breakfast and I haven't drank the water, I'll make myself drink it before I eat the food. The same with my lunch. I'm like, right, you can't eat your lunch until you literally physically finish this water. And I know that sounds like a bit ridiculous, but it just gets you into the habit of doing it. And then your body will be like, I actually want that water. If you're used to never drinking water before, you will find it different. And also initially your body will be like, what the fuck? And it will excrete quite a lot. You'll go to the toilet quite a lot. But if you're going to the toilet consistently over like two week period of you increasing water loads, you'll probably be drinking too much. That's what I'm saying as in your body will tell you. It will tell you by the number of times you go to the toilet and also the color of your urine. Um, so I would say there's no definite answer for anyone, but being consistent is the best thing. So aim for like a liter and a half if you can, but if you're only drinking 500, go for a liter, okay? So just increase it gradually over time. And you can do that this week. Okay, next question. Is protein very important? Um, yes, protein is very important. Um, which is probably annoying for people because some people don't like to listen to me when I say this. But the reason I talk about protein and everyone talks about protein so much is because naturally in the day and age and the diet that we eat, we don't have high protein in it. We are so used to eating like very high carb dense foods, that style of food, and also um it's just not prioritized in our diets at all right and protein is the building blocks of muscle right it's the building blocks the building repair blocks of muscle for recovery it's also for your hair your skin your nails etc etc people who also hold on to more muscle which you need protein to build and to maintain and to recover from people who hold on to more muscle and have like a leaner muscle physique um, will have a higher BMR so they have they burn more calories at rest so that also means that the more the leaner your physique is so you know when you see really muscly people and they can eat so much and you're like how can you eat that they genuinely are burning more calories at rest because of the pro or sorry muscle is a me- metabolic tissue so it literally you burn more calories by having it on your body so the more protein you eat the more muscle you'll build and then you need it to maintain it as well and the older you get we tend to lose muscle quite easily so unless you resistance train especially anyone who's like perimenopausal who's premenopausal postmenopausal it's super important for you to like have some form of resistance training in your um routine because it helps you build muscle it helps you maintain muscle and also it will keep you fuller for longer 
okay and it'll also help with your bone mineral density which we know decreases over time as we um get older and i know i was saying this to Leon um on our check-in she was asking about this and i was like you know as you get old or as you grow up rather than get older and she's like i love that you said like grow up rather than get older which is true because we are all still growing up like i'm still growing up like your granny and granda are still growing up you know like that we are constantly growing up right until the point where we don't grow up anymore and we die right but we're not going to get morbid here we are growing up so it's I think aging is this negative thing, but aging is not negative. And me and Emma were actually speaking about this yesterday. We were saying that um, aging is actually so fucking beautiful because yes, whilst your body will essentially, you know, aesthetically decline, your memories are better. You have like so many more memories. You grow in wealth in experiences. And also a lot of people will grow in wealth like, monetizing wise they'll also tend to like have more things that they love in their lives they're more themselves like your life gets richer as you grow up but we have this negative thing to think like aging's a terrible thing but it's because it's not normalized and they're like oh you know your youth your youth but actually i think the older i'm getting the more i'm enjoying life yes fair enough i don't look the way i looked when i was 21 but my life is so much richer in other areas so bear that in mind as well it's just like don't see growing up or growing older as a negative thing. It's it's not. It's not at all. It's a really positive thing, especially when we're empowered by what we know. And the next podcast that I will be um, uploading, I think it's the next one. Well, I'll, I'll put it up whenever um, I or I'll share it whenever I do put it up is the podcast with Emma who's ESG fitness and it's about like menopause and it's so interesting to hear her like talk about it and explain it because she's worked with like over 4,000 women with menopause um and it's such a natural normal process and that's what I was saying I was like it's mental that we are not like taught these things the same way that we're not taught about our periods or whatever we're not really taught about the menopause like people don't know what's going on with their bodies and they find it really hard to talk about because it's not normalized but i think it'll be interesting in generations to come if we do normalize it more because every single female on this fucking planet who is going to live to the age where they go through the menopause is going to go through the menopause whether they experience it like and don't really get any symptoms from it or they experience it and they get really horrendous um, symptoms, whatever that is for you, you're still going to go through it. So it's still really important for us to understand this. So remember that growing up and, and aging is not a bad thing, but eating a high protein diet is really, really, really good for that and resistance training as well. So yeah, protein is really important. And for those who are in um, looking to build muscle, who are maybe trying to like build themselves up and not be in a calorie deficit, protein is really important. And it's also really important for people who are in a calorie deficit because again, muscle, but also because it's the most satiating macronutrient it will keep you feeling fuller for longer and any of the women who have been on thrive and have said or even my one-to-one clients who who increase their protein intake um over time which it does take time to do once you do it they're like oh my god tara i feel so full i actually haven't like reached the calories and i'm like see it's the satiating it makes you feel fuller so it actually makes dieting or being in a calorie deficit really really easy and it's also essential for the people who are trying to build muscle so whether you're in a calorie deficit or whether you're in a calorie surplus protein is very important okay okay i hope that makes sense that doesn't also mean though that all you do is eat protein like you need to still have fruit and veg in there so say if you are adding like you're having part like say if every day you had porridge right you just had porridge and a little bit of honey on top I would say add a protein source in there. So add some yogurt on top of that or add a protein um, powder on top of that and also add fruit and vegetables. Like I'm not neglecting the other parts of your diet. I'm just saying protein is really important because we don't eat enough of it. And that's why I want you to focus on what you don't do. Um, and then we'll add in the other things as well. So fruit and vegetables are 100% still as important as well. Okay. 
Okay, somebody said practical, I think this is Liam as well, it's like practical advice of, of adding protein or protein like powders or protein yogurts or protein milks, etc. a gimmick. And like, are they just pumped full of shite essentially? So yes and no, right? Protein powder is really, really good. It's a really, really cheap alternative, convenient way to get protein in. But we have a food first approach to come when it comes towards protein. So for example, if you can get predominantly 80 to 90%, if you can get a full 100%, which people can do by the way, 100% of your protein intake via food first approach. So for example, through like eating yogurt, etc. And I'm not saying like extra protein yogurts, I'm talking about Greek yogurt, etc. Adding um maybe cottage cheese into your eggs, having um chicken and like a chick like a breast and a half at dinner, etc. Getting your protein in those ways without having to add in like protein supplements, I would say yeah, 100 percent yeehaw, go for it. You need to be careful when you see the word protein on top of stuff because you'll see like protein bar right and a lot of the time it has like fucking four grams of protein and a baby bell actually has five grams of protein so you know there's there's gimmicks there but they have a time and they have a place and they're a supplement now protein powder i would not label the same as a protein bar in the sense that it is literally a broken down powdered form of protein a lot of the time it's animal protein and then added in on top of that is obviously additives to make it taste nice um now obviously if you're like I just don't want to add that and put that in my body then fair enough there are obviously different brands out there you can look into the different brands I'm not telling you which one to have I just eat bulk protein I would say 99% of athletes also have protein supplements but it's not just about protein powder don't demonize it but have a food first approach and then add it in on top I even have a podcast solely about protein you can listen to that when it comes to I would say look at the labels of things being like is that actually high in protein or are they scamming me here when it comes to like protein yogurts etc what they have done there is usually they have taken something like quark um, which is a cheese and then mixed it with a yogurt and then combined the two to make the protein content higher so those are both natural foods put together obviously like if you've got a strawberry protein powder or protein yogurt sorry then there's obviously something in there like the strawberry is a flavoring etc I'm not again going to get into that because realistically everything has something in it um then that's not necessarily bad in any ways. That's just two things that have been brought together for it to be higher in protein. So having things like a protein yogurt, etc., especially protein yogurts, because again, they are natural from like animal products, then that's a really easy, nice way to get a high protein source in. So I hope that that makes sense. Protein milks, um, like for example, shakes. Again, that's usually a protein like milk mixed with like a protein powder to make a shake easy on the go way to get protein in 100 again i would read the labels to see if that's something that you want to have again uh, something that can supplement what you're already existing doing with an existing um food first approach um but then what else what else what has like protein in it that i would talk about there um i think it was like shakes and food let me just read this quickly. Sorry, I want to make sure that I've definitely covered it. Pro- oh, protein porridge. Um, so protein porridge again. I I personally wouldn't go out of my way to buy like the the little pots of protein porridge or the um like protein Weetabix etc. I wouldn't do that. I would just literally get the normal version and then add my own protein powder in on top of it if I wanted to. But yogurts, I would say, are like 
pretty much a green light and i would say um like the protein milks or the protein shakes can be good ways to get it in but read the labels because some are so misleading you might actually be better off just drinking normal milk and it has the same amount of um what do you call it calories and protein source in there and also remember that like the word protein now is a buzzword so you need to have a little look at it maybe even scan it into my fitness pal have a little look at it being like yeah i'm, I'm happy enough with this see what works in your diet but it, it, it's definitely a, a gimmick word that things people use now to be like protein 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 um, and they're trying to sell like protein gummies etc don't buy shit like that okay food forward approach so like cheese yogurts etc they're all a food forward approach and then supplements in the form of powder are a great way to get them in as well but things like pr- protein crisps and stuff that people are buying on my protein i think they're a fucking waste of money in my opinion but I mean again it's up to you okay so that's what I would say on that and then a practical way to get it in is to look at what you're already doing so if you're having porridge can you add some yogurt in on top of there if you're having uh your lunch are you having like eggs on toast could you maybe add some cottage cheese in there look at what you can add to what you're already doing so it's something that you can go forward I know that there's people out there on thriving and stuff they're like I want a meal plan I have said from day dot, I am not about meal plans. I don't believe in them. A, they're illegal because dietitians have to prescribe them. And B, they don't actually teach you anything. So whilst it might be frustrating being like, I don't know what to do, I need you to go out there and try. I need you to try different things. I need you to get it wrong in order for you to get it right. So this is something that you can carry on going forward. I want you to add protein into your diet, add more fruit and vegetables into your diet. I'm not going to tell you specifically what to eat and I never will and nobody ever should. But you have the guidance. I've given you loads of resources. I've given you loads of options to do that. And then you build it from there. There's also, and I'm not a recipe creator. And I know people are like, will you do a what I eat in a day? Don't follow people's what I eat in a day because they're inaccurate. Some people literally make them. There's literally influencers that came out saying, I make them what I eat in a day. And I bin the food straight after because actually like they've been really struggling with their diet and actually don't eat because they are really struggling with the relationship with food and maybe have an eating disorder and they're literally making the food for the real and then they bin it so don't 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 take those kind of shit like on but there's loads of amazing recipe creators out there go and google it go and find out different ways to do it it's about learning along the way i'm here to help and support you and give you the guidance but you have to put it into practicalization does that make sense and if anyone is struggling with that obviously reach out i'm always here to help but i hope that that is um helpful for you i hope that you've enjoyed the q a if anyone has any other questions you know exactly where i am we're going to keep her absolutely lit and have a fantastic week coming into may i feel really good at the minute vibes are flying high so i hope everyone is good and if anybody needs any help you know where i am keep her lit